This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. 27-11. So Washington came back, drove down the field and uh, to start the second half, Gordon, and that made it interesting. And now if they can uh, get off the field on this third down, maybe they've got a shot to get some things. Uh, oh, Larry, we we, it's hard to recognize greatness in its time. Sometimes you need perspective. Mm-hmm. What the Washington defense has done so far, they have been dreadful. Yes. They have not done a thing. No. And it's hard to say when there's a team that scored 70 points in a game this year. Mm -hmm. This might be the worst defensive performance I've seen all year. They scored on they scored on every every possession. Because again, like the Dolphins are supposed to be they were a playoff team last year. They have pretty good weapons on offense. So giving up 70 while it's 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 shocking. Giving up what's worse, giving up 70 to the Dolphins or giving up 27 and a half to the worst team in the in the sport. Uh the latter is the worst. <laughs> and the quarterback had all had how much conversation is focused on the fact that Justin Fields is terrible. He can't throw mm-hmm. the ball. He can't do this. He's playing robotic. They got mm-hmm. He's done whatever he's wanted to. He's going down the field. He's running on third down. This has been a horrific. Best news that the Giant fans have gotten in in quite some time. The commanders stink just as bad as you do. (laughs) 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 Well, maybe maybe not quite as bad, but they also stink. You you are both in the same realm of stink. I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it, Gordon. Not falling for what? I don't have a dog in the fight. If the Commanders play the Giants tomorrow night, Commanders win. That's a Thursday night vehicle right there. Yeah. Huh? That is a Thursday night if I've ever heard You're of taking one. The Giants, under on Washington. No, flex, flex, flex didn't it we, out. Didn't flex we get out. Washington, Chicago last year on a Thursday night? I'm yeah, we did. positive yep. we did, right? Yeah, we yeah. did. It was awful. Just, it just screams a Thursday night. Basil's had a tough year last year. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> How much do I got to spend to get a halfway decent game? <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't great for Bezos last No, year. not, not at all. It wasn't. It wasn't. Go on, let's take some calls. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Marvin's in Patterson. Hey, Marvin, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's up, Larry? I didn't know I was going to be throwing out so fast, but uh, I don't really know who the Jets play this week. I haven't really looked at none of my fans. Denver. Teams, but I know the Denver. Oh. That's, thinking about it, that's, 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 that might be a tough game for them. Who, who knows how, how, how the uh, Broncos offense comes out. But um, this is, I'm a really big Giants fan. Um, shout out to my brothers. They're also Giants fans. Uh, I look at the, the Giants playing the Vikings last season on how this game needs to be because the Dolphins can light it up. You know, they're, they're going to light it up regardless. We have to score at least 30 points. I don't know how, we have to, how we're going to get these points, but if we go back to how we played the Vikings last year with Kirk Cousins lighting it up on offense, he's throwing the ball, what, 30-plus times? That's like two of right now. They got a, a, a really solid wide receiver one in Tyreek Hill which I often think about Justin Jefferson last year in that offense. A nice number two in Waddle, he's kind of injured, but I think of him as a, a healthy feeling. An injured Waddle is like a healthy feeling of last year. If we could go back to stop, like, bend but don't break defense, and a, I, 
take a, a injured Saquon Barkley back there because Matt Breida is not scaring anybody with the play action. He can run the ball. I know that. But well, see, here, here's the problem, Marvin, and thanks for the phone call. I, I'm not – listen, I'm not a Giant fan, but Gordon, I don't know that I'm trying to trot Saquon Barkley out there unless I know he's close to 100%. I'm not trying to trot him out there in that situation. No. That would because be. you, you could lose him for another couple of weeks. And we've seen that when he comes back and he's not 100%, he's, it shows, right? He's, yeah. he's not Superman. He can't just will it to happen because he wants it to happen. He wants to be back on the field. Uh, and, and look, based on how the Giants have, have treated him and how the NFL has treated running backs in general, he shouldn't be rushing to get back on the field. Yeah. So this is about the long term for him. So um, I would think if the, if the Giants are going to make this a game, they are going to obviously have to block a whole lot better for Daniel Jones. Yes. That, that's where it starts. Yeah. And then I would think the Dolphins have some issues along their offensive line as well. As we were talking, the, the, their left tackle, Teron Armstead, is out for, for several weeks. Uh, that's where they kind of have to attack. And if you can get pressure on Tua like any quarterback, you will be uh, – you have a whole lot better chance of, of turning things over. They, have, do they have a turnover this year? I don't think they have a turnover yet this year. So I think they got to win the turnover battle, block a whole lot better up front, and and then maybe they can. Uh, it's kind of hard to say they're going to score thirty points in the game when they scored forty six on the entire season. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's that would be the anomaly. I mean, I know that Miami's defense is struggling, Gordon. I don't think it's struggling like that, unless you see some turnovers in short field or something of that nature, you know. But I just don't see them. Just see, I don't like I don't like that everybody's like discounting the Giants. They're the worst. They're this. They're that. They're fine. They're doing just fine. Just let the let's, let's let sleeping dogs lie. You know, don't let's let's not get into how bad the offensive line looks or how the quarterback's overpaid or how the weapons stink or how the defense doesn't oh, do it. Gosh. Let's just let sleeping dogs lie for one more week. Okay. And then we can kick that sleeping dog when it's down, Larry. Okay. I got you. I hear you. Hmm. Okay, we'll play along. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry, Gordon. Shout out to the company. I wanted to chime in on the, you know, football game this weekend, you know, because this is a huge game for the Jets. I think that this is a must win for them. And hopefully, you know, Zach Wilson can, you know, have a back-to-back performance and play very well. And as far as, you know, this the, the other matchup in New York, it, it's very funny because, you know, as I'm um, – trying to, you know, find out scenarios because I I, I do think, you know, the Giants can win this game, Gordon. And, you know, if if Brian Dable is this great hotshot coach that everybody made him out to be last year because he was coach of the year, then there has to be some type of improvement this game. And you know what? It's not, you know, out of a possibility of, you know, Possible Dexter Lawrence possibly, you know, knocking out Tua for you know the rest of the rest oh, of the three quarters. That, I mean, that's oh, just, that's just that's sorry, terrible. You know I had to oh, say on the radio. I mean, that's 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 have a hard. good one, guys. Yeah. That's the those classy Giant fans booing their oh. own players. There, you know. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy, you really turned in. <laughs> wow. Wow. Giant fans. Oh, do I want this win, Larry? 
I know you do. Oh, do I want this? I know you have do. this over Harvey. Have this over Jose. Hear all the Giant fans crying. All yeah, yeah. This is what it likes to stink, right? Well, remember, like, Jose's a Jet fan. Jose. Oh, is he a Jet, Jet fan? fan? Yeah. Now, what does he want to get knocked out for? Because because he, he wants to, if his Jets get on the roll, he doesn't want to deal with Miami again. He's got an ulterior motive. It's collateral damage for him. Collateral damage. Hurtful. Hurtful person. Collateral damage. Gordon, did you hear what Rex Ryan had? To, I, I hate to do this, but you know it's it's, it's on the sheet. Did you hear what Rex Ryan had to say about the Giants' poor coaching? No, I actually did not. All right, well, he was on with Barton Hahn. We'll let you hear that next. It's Hardesty and Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Maybe they've got a shot to get some things. Uh, oh. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So going to Rex Ryan, who's on our station a lot. He's mm-hmm. on one day with uh, D. Pietro and Rothenberg, DNR, 6 to 10 a.m. And he's on mm-hmm. another day with Bart and Han from noon to 3. And, it's all, you know, it's always interesting because Rex and Bart, you know, coach player. Sure. Uh, they have that boy, relationship. You know, they're boys from back in the Baltimore days and everything. Mm-hmm. So somehow the topic of the Giants coaching. And, you know, Gordon, this is kind of a narrative that we've started to hear, especially over the past couple of weeks, even more so last week was about whether this team is being coached as well as we've given Brian Dayball credit for uh, coming off his Coach of the Year situation. So I was curious to hear what Rex Ryan had to say, and here's his thoughts on the Giants' poor coaching. Well, I see it as a major issue, and, and generally my dad used to tell me all the time, you know, because I remember t- telling him one time, like, oh, hell, we just never tackled well. And he goes, well, hell, if you didn't tackle well, that means your team wasn't prepared. And so I went in there, I'm like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm a great coach. I prepared it. Well, that was my dad telling me that, uh, no, that's part of your job, too, is to having your team tackling. And and I get it. Here's the thing. They're trying to emphasize it. You know, it's it's a hard thing to practice. You don't practice, you know, like going to the ground tackling. You, you, you just don't do that. So you better talk about it all the damn time. And convince them, look, because Taplin's, a, and, and Bart will tell you this more than I will, Taplin's straight attitude. You know, it's it's your desire to get that, that other person on the ground, and it's the most important thing there is uh, on defense, but it's all about attitude. If you're a great tackling team, that means your team's a bunch of badasses and they got a great attitude. Like, they can't wait to go hit somebody, you know, run through somebody, and, and that's it. Where if you're a poor tackling team, whew, that's not a good sign for your defense. It's not a good sign for your defense. It's, 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 it's an issue, Gordon. It's, it, it's an issue, and we've seen it, and it's something that's bothered the Giants really all season. There's not been really one aspect of the team that has played well. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it is, I don't think it was so much tackling in the Seattle game, although it was for that, that Noah Fant catch and mm-hmm. run and the touchdown there. Um, so that uh, it was clearly it, it reared its head again, but it just doesn't seem like they come out ready to play. On either side of the ball, they have yeah. no. They come out so flat. And now again, maybe part of that is that's what's so glaring about the Seattle game is that you would figure, okay, uh, the Cowboys, that's one thing. The mm-hmm. Niners, that's one thing. Seattle at home on a game where all we were talking about for a week was how important this game was. They have yeah. to know how important this game is, and and they never showed you any signs of life. Now the defense was better. Thibodeau had a couple of sacks, so at least that has started to to move in a good direction, I guess. But it, it's kind of like 
praising your 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 kindergartner. Oh, well, well, you had a couple of sour. You're just looking for any kind of positives, and there really haven't been any so far for the Giants this year. Yeah, it's, it's been tough for them. It's been tough. Uh, Wink Martindale, speaking of Kayvon uh, Thibodeau, Gordon, he's uh, pretty happy with this guy right now. I think that Kayvon wants to win, and Kayvon wants to get better every day, and Kayvon will get better. You know, he'll continue to get better every day because that's his personality. I want to see Kayvon every day. He's a good dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's one of the greatest things about coaching, and that's why you've been in as long as we have, is because you, you want your guys to have success, so you're excited to see that. I think that he knows what's expected of him. I just told him to keep being himself and keep trying to get better. Do everything the best you can do it, and the fastest you can do it. I think that's what you saw against Seattle. Uh, he will need to have a really good game Sunday for that defense to have a chance to keep this uh, Miami Dolphins team, you know, kind of within striking distance. Well, pressure affects everybody. Uh, Tua is not the kind of athlete at quarterback that Daniel Jones is. So if there's pressure, he's not going to be able to avoid it. Now, they've done a good job of, of, of kind of insulating him because they get the ball out of his hands so quickly. But um, that still has to be a major focus for the Giants is, is getting pressure on the quarterback because Tua, when, when he gets pressure on him, you see how it impacts him. You saw how it impacted him last week against Buffalo. You've seen it in other games as well. He's like any other quarterback, and he doesn't have the ability to run away from the pressure like Daniel Jones does. So um, hopefully if, if Kayvon Thibodeau wants to kind of get the, the uh, narrative about the, the defense is not living up to its end of the bargain, this would be a good game for him to kind of step up and, and to show that. Gordon, I know you hate to talk about it, but it, it's record. Uh, the Miami Dolphins scored 70 points against Denver a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So Denver. Wink Martindale was asked about facing that high-powered, very potent Miami offense. My wife called me last night before she went to bed. She said she was worried about me. She said, are you getting any sleep? I said, yeah, I'm sleeping like a baby. Every two hours I wake up and cry and, and <laughs> go to the bathroom and try to go back and get some more sleep. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's just, it's unbelievable. But that's where this league's heading. Yeah, it is. This is, uh, but it's funny, Gordon. You know, I think I saw some stats somewhere where they, they told me the scoring is down. Which is crazy because I can't see how it is. It just seems like there's so much scoring. Not, not with the local teams. I mean, if they're, yeah, they're, about they, the they're holding up there into the bar really and bringing down. it down, right? Yeah, yeah, they're really sure. bringing it down. But well, I mean, and of course, Miami is the you know that's the that's the high, the extreme on one side, high, and the Jets and Giants are the extreme on the low side. But you know, it's it's for a defensive coordinator. I mean, Gordon, that's got to be tough. You've got two wide receivers who are game breakers. What do you take away from Miami? They run the ball well. They pass the ball well. We didn't even talk about the tight ends who are pretty good for them offensively. And, yeah, I know the line has not maybe not been great, but, listen, two has been upright a lot more. I mean, the, the worst trouble they had was last week against Buffalo. This Miami offense has played very well. Well, look, you can't ma match them speed for speed. That, that nobody can do that because they have so much speed on the offensive at the running game, the, the, the receivers, obviously. The one thing they don't respond to, they can't match you up if you're a physical team. So Buffalo mm. is a physical team. The Niners are a physical team. If they play, I don't think they have the Cowboys on the schedule, but if they play the Cowboys as a physical team. Those are going to be issues for them um, based on how they match up. So I, I don't know if the Giants are able to do that because they have not really given you any evidence of what kind of team they are outside of a bad team this year. They haven't shown you that they're a super physical team. 
But if you can get Dexter Lawrence kind of going, if you can get that that that, that pass rush going again, Thibodeau could be a, a factor there. And and they just haven't they haven't gotten a turnover so far this no, year. That crazy. just doesn't through four games you don't have a turnover. That has to change at some point. So if you're if you're trying to divide like me, thinking okay, how is this going to go wrong? Mm-hmm. Pressure on the quarterback, physical playing a physical style of football, and getting some turnovers, and then. Maybe you have a chance. You have to improve things dramatically on the offensive line as well. But just from a defensive side of things, I could see them causing some problem, far more problems than people are expecting right now. Certainly more than the offense. You know, Gordon, um, this would be a good time just to take a moment and reflect on the loss of Dick Buckus, who passed away earlier today. Um, and really, you know, the way Chicago came out in the first half, it's like they were playing this game for him, uh, the way they marched up and down the field. But, I mean... When you think of football, you think of physical defense, you think of uh, unbelievable linebacker play. I mean, Gordon, he's he's kind of the the poster guy. It, it's him and then it's LT. You know, those are the two linebackers that you think of that really change the game from their position in the National Football League defensively. What What's the term? Is it autological or something like that where a word – it, it sounds like what it means. Mm. Butkus, right? Dick <laughs> Butkus. That just sounds like, like if you were writing a script about a movie, the big defensive scary guy would be named Dick Butkus. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what he was. I mean, I, he's before my time, so I didn't get to mm-hmm. see him. Yep. But you see the clips of him. We were talk- Remember that time we were talking about Jack Tatum? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Dick Butkus, he has a couple of those hits yes, that, he does. boy, <laughs> makes, you, <laughs> makes you squirm in your chair watching him even now, 50 years later. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what a legend and did not play for all that long. I think he only played like 10 years but was like eight-time an all-pro. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, condolences to his family, an all-time great. Yep, all-time great. And, uh, you know, listen uh, – I did not see him either, but watching those clips going on with you, oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to be a running back running into him. No. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I mean, he looked like – and that was at a time where, he, I, I mean, he looked just looked like a complete lunatic out there yeah. just chasing yeah. people down and everything yep. else. So, um, yeah, uh, a, a true NFL legend and uh, a, a guy who – you hear that one name, right? He yeah, doesn't need know. both. You don't even need Dick Butkus. You're just no. Butkus. That, yeah, that, that's, that's all it. you need to know. And uh, Physical dominating you. guy. Right, that's absolutely. what it says. That 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 just is was. And you know what's funny, Gordon? You you watch those old videos, and you're like, those guys are big, but they and they move pretty good for that size. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously today's athlete faster, slimmer, stronger, sure, all different training techniques and things that have been learned and and you know crafted over the years. But those guys move pretty good, and he was like, when you met him, I, I think I saw one Gordon where. He he met Earl Campbell. <laughs> That's always fun. Well, it's funny because you hear these guys who played at a time where, I mean, the game could not be any more physical than it was. Yes. And yet, even there, I think Paul Horning was the one who said that there was only one player he was scared of, mm-hmm. and it was Dick Buckus. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He will be missed. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, in a couple of minutes, we'll turn our attention just for a segment a segment because we have Jeff Laywald, who is our ESPN Denver reporter at the top of the hour for Know Your Opponent against the Jets. I want to get your thoughts. I heard, uh, you know, Anthony DeComo, who does a great job 
for MLB was on with Dan earlier. And uh, he had some, he said some things that made me wonder about, you know, Alonzo and of course, Billy Upler leaving. So we'll talk about that for a second. Then we'll turn our attention back to uh, the national football league. But I just have to uh, thinking about this Gordon and it's just like the New York teams, football teams have taken turns of covering for each other while both struggle. Doesn't it seem like that for a news cycle? Mm-hmm. Like they've like they've covered themselves. Now this was a week where, you know, honestly, yeah, the Zach Wilson could have gotten a little bit more play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he played well. You know everything like that. And then Evan Neal speaks. <laughs> <laughs> Let me and bail now, you out, guys. And now we'll turn our attention over. Let's turn our attention. And now you know. So it's in the, it's a situation where, as we prepare for this weekend, Gordon. <laughs> Both local teams need this game. They both do, like really badly. And the 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 Giants missed an opportunity where, you know, they still would have needed the game, obviously, because you're not trying to go in to lose. But you know, you 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 would feel a lot better about this team had they found a way to win that game against Seattle going into Miami than you do right now. Look, I'm going to say this. And I, I I don't really want to say this, but as my job as a talk show host, I feel like I have to say this. Okay, go ahead. It might be in the Giants' best interest to not win this game. It might really? be in the Giants' best interest to kind of accept the the reality of the situation. Last year was a very fun year. It was an exciting year, lots of ups and downs. You got to the playoffs, you won a playoff game. But at the end of the day... It was it was a mirage. You weren't really you you had a fluky kind of season. Everything broke your way. You had an easy schedule. And while on the surface it looked good, at the end of the day there was no carryover. You're right back to where you were before last year. Like this year would not be surprising if you just simply removed last year from the equation. This is kind of who the Giants have been for quite some time. Yeah. So if they do if they do go out and win some games, right? If they beat the if they beat the the Dolphins this week, or they beat the Commanders in a couple of weeks, or the Jets, and and they get to a a level where they're winning eh, seven, eight games, they're not really in the mix, but they're not bad. They might be bad. They might need to be bad enough to kind of really kickstart this rebuild. Because being in the middle ground, what does that? How does that help them? Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. But listen, uh, Joe Shane really knows how, ba- how bad this team is. And we, we thought they might take a step back because of the schedule and so on and so forth. But not like this. I mean, you know, they can't find – they don't have time to throw it to Waller. I'm not, and I'm not trying to make Waller, you know, Rob Gronkowski. But I'm saying he was supposed to be the leading scorer for this, the leading receiver for this team. And they can't even get him the ball because – Jones is is pressured. He's rushed. There's not a whole lot of separation. I mean, they just can't. I, it's, it's, this game on this game against Seattle was just unbelievable to me. I can't get it out of my head. I know they're not that bad. They, they are not that. I, I bad. don't know. Maybe they are that bad, Larry. I mean, take last year out of the equation. Since 2017, these are their win totals: three, five, four, six, four. And it feels like somewhere in the range this year of 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 three and six. Yeah. 
Yeah. Last year's the anomaly. Uh, the anomaly, not this year. Yeah. yeah. But for me, since it's a new regime, I'm kind of throwing the other years out. Mm-hmm. Because they've come in and they've done, you know, they've done something. They they coached up better. They seem to have been better last year with less talent. See, that's the crazy thing. Go, they had less talent last year. Yep. No offensively, question. less mm-hmm. talent, and they were better. Like, how's that possible? Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. But it feels like sometimes things just kind of break your way. They 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 got to that big play in the on the opening week of the season. Yeah. They got off to a good start. They made some big plays. They got the win against the Packers in London. They got that win at the end against uh, Baltimore. And they got off to that hot start and kind of rode that down the stretch. But we've seen now that last year was kind of a mirage. Now they might not be this bad. Mm-hmm. They might not be three and thirteen bad. Yeah. But I think that they're a lot closer to three and thirteen than they are to nine and seven and one, or taking that next step at this point. Boy, I tell you, I feel kind of, I feel dumb thinking that as wide open as the NFC is going yeah, to be. Yeah, I mean, we all did it though. Postseason, we all did oh, it, right? Crazy. Because we were still kind of riding high of last year, and when yeah. when when it's the first year of a new regime, and they pull a rabbit out of their hat like they did last year, which was unbelievable. You think that that's reality and that that's going to just continue moving forward. Yeah. So I was as guilty of it, too. I mean, we were all sitting, wow, they got Darren Waller. Wow, what an improve Darren Waller, he, they, they should put him on wanted posters. You don't even see him during the games. He says uh, he was blocking. He was asked to block a little bit more. I, and I could understand why. Yeah. And unfortunately, he was getting blocked a lot of times by Evan Neal. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's not the way they drew it up. I don't know much about offensive line play, but I know that the right tackle is not supposed to block the tight end on his own team. No, he's not supposed to. Not generally. And he blocked him in the back, which is even worse. Right. There's no penalty for that. No, no penalty for blocking the back. Well, because it was above the waist. <laughs> Joe's in the car. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, guys? Hello? What you got? Yeah, what you got? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to say, I mean, I hear a lot of hate to Daniel Jones, but I think a lot of people have to realize about it's more the offensive line and Saquon. Uh, I wonder what your guys' thoughts about that. All right, Joe, thanks for the phone call. Uh, we know how bad the offensive line is, Joe. I mean, come on, 11 sacks, well, 10 of Daniel Jones and one by Paris Campbell. So it didn't matter who was back there. 11 sacks, we get it. Uh does the giant front office understand what Saquon Barkley means? And you know what? Yeah, you miss him, but on the other side, you know what the Giants are saying? This is why we don't give him a contract. He's hurt again. Right. He's always hurt. He, I yeah, mean, he's this always is, this been is the hurt. issue. But yep. there's no question they miss him. Yeah. Because Matt Breeder is not Matt Breeder is is not Saquon Barkley. Nope. Nor does he no. play him well on <laughs> on the field. No, he's not a near I mean Saquon, there's very few backs as talented as him, but yeah. unfortunately, the guy just can't stay healthy, and unfortunately, he's really never had a great offensive line to run behind. It was I better know. last year, but this year, um, I mean, running behind, there are a lot of holes. Unfortunately, the defensive linemen are running through them. Yeah. It's rough. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Liberty, liberty, liberty. <laughs> you want to enjoy some sports in New York? I'm trying to tell you, don't let these football teams and these baseball teams drive you crazy. They'll do it. You know? Yeah, I hear you, Buddha. Starts on Sunday. Liberty and the Aces. <laughs> I tell you something else too. The Knicks this year. Why can't the Knicks be the third seed? Why not? 
the Bucks and the Celtics and everybody else is. They're definitely not going to be one or two. We know that much. No, but I mean, but but they could be between five, four, and three. Yeah. You count now Philly? What about Philly? Got James Harden showing up. He's going to be ready to roll. Stop it. The owner of my team is too busy worried about the uh, about the uh, Washington team. You know, he, he yeah, well, look, he's got a lot to worry about right now. They're getting <laughs> their heads handed to him by the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> he's not wrong there. Justin Fields is having two back-to-back weeks. It's good for him. Maybe mm-hmm. he can get traded to Atlanta <laughs> and have a real <laughs> career. But, um, you know, listen, I love Rex Ryan to death. I thank him for his service. I mean, he's an absolute blowhard. I mean, he, he just tries to say anything. You want to talk about somebody who's desperate to be a coach again. I mean, mm. good God. I mean, some of the stuff that he says, not only is, 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 is it, like, foolish, but it's just, like, it comes from a place of disingenuity. You know, he just, all he wants to do is, that, like, listen, he'll say anything, anything to, to get another coaching job. And he's so mad that uh, Sean Payton didn't give him a job. Uh, Sean Payton's not done a, a great job, but I can see why he wouldn't want, want him on the sidelines anymore. I think he's, he's used up his, his coachfulness in terms of being a, a coach in the league, a defense or whatever. But, look, this game here on Sunday, this this is, um you know, th- th- there was an X-Men movie, and it was one of the worst movies ever at Marvel. It was called X-Men 3, The Last Stand. This is The Last Stand for Rob Sala. Uh, Zach Wilson, all of these guys. Because, you know, I hear all the time about how, you know, the Denver defense was this. And you can't look. Look at this game right here, the game you're talking about. Washington played well last week against the Eagles. Look at how they're playing here tonight at home. You can't judge any of these teams from week to week because there's so much parity in this league. And to be quite honest with you, I don't care about the Nate Hackett stuff or anything like that. What I took away from that game last week, there were two things you took away. The play calling was better, but that defense gave up 200 and something yards. And on every third down that Kansas City needed to make, they got that. So this is it right here. The Jets lose this game here. Go to, to what would it be, one and four? Yeah, it's that over. That means you're having a six-game, a six-win season. And, you know, I don't know, Joe Douglas, Teflon Joe, he might survive. But Rob Sala is not surviving that. So if this team loves Rob Sala the way that everybody says they do, if they're 100 fully behind Zach Wilson and, and see him as somebody that they can work with through the rest of the season, the Jets need to play all three phases of this game. Not just offense, special teams, and defense. You cannot lose this game. You lose this game, everything is done. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers is here or not. You win six games, the coach is getting fired. Period. Yeah, you're right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. It, it's it's it would be a rough one. It would definitely be a rough one, especially after coming off the way you played against Kansas City. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think that that's the the main thing going into this game. This is a winnable game. This is a chance. There is such a huge difference between two and three and one and four, and you want to see whether or not the quarterback there's any carryover. Yeah. Yep, you do. Bobby's in Belmore. What's up, Bobby? Uh, hi, guys. Good evening. Uh, number one, I don't know if you guys realize this, that neither the Chester Giants have had a snap count with a lead the whole season. Yes, both an games offensive yet. snap. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we have. I thought baseball season was bad, but this is this could be even worse. You know, at least, they, you know, one of them should over 500 barely. Uh, number two, 
Um, you know, it's funny how Dable and Buck Showalter were both, you know, manager and coach of the year, and they'd gone from the, both from the penthouse to the outhouse. That's you know, kind of incredible, both in the same town. And number three, I agree with the previous caller. Yes, I, I thought they were done after New England, the Jets. I mean, the Giants are done but if, you know, after the Seattle game but the, with their schedule. And the Jets, you know, maybe there's some hope after the Kansas City game. But if they lose to Denver, the dead, that Jets-Giant game isn't going to be a thing. With both of their schedules coming up, mm. there's no way. I mean, the Giants got Philly twice, Dallas, <clears throat> excuse me, at Washington, so that's good. That's going to be. But Miami Buffalo has what six more losses. That's what. Uh, that's nine losses right there. The Jets got um, Buffalo, Miami twice, Chargers, Giants. Maybe they'll split with the Chargers and Giants. But if they lose this game, you told them nine losses with them as well. So I mean, it's done if, if they don't beat Denver. You're right, Bobby. Thanks for the phone call. It would be. But listen, to some Jet fans, it was done when Rodgers went down week one. So. You know. I, look, they could beat Denver and still not be very yeah, good. Exactly. But you can't lose to Denver and right. then make an argument you're going to be good. Uh, right. I mean, they're as bad a team as there's been. You should be able to score on them. You should be able to take care of their offense to a certain degree. So I don't think anybody's making the argument that if the Jets beat the, the Broncos, hey, the Jets are back. Mm-hmm. No. But if, if, it's, if they lose to the, the Broncos. It's over. It's over. It's When's the draft? 201 days away, Larry? Oh, please. An NFL draft, baby. Oh. And what would they take? What what, would they take off? Would they take an offensive lineman first round? If they they finish really really bad, Gordon, would they take an offensive lineman? Well, they're not taking a quarterback. They can't take a quarterback. Why not? They can't. A, Aaron (laughs) Rodgers won't let them. And B, do you want the, the the guy who gave you Zach Wilson to be picking another quarterback? Who said he was going to be here? Wow, well, he's going to be here. He's not going anywhere. Right. I know Buddha. I know Buddha thinks he's he could be yeah. in trouble. But I, his really, last name me, is not. It all comes back to the the quarterback. <laughs> what does Aaron Rodgers want to do? Well, look, as long as Nathaniel Hackett's here, Rodgers doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. As long as he's here running his offense, he's good. He's good. Is my guy okay? All right, do what you have to do. I'm good. Just keep my guy here. And remember, it's Joe Douglas, not Joe Cashman. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Good evening, gentlemen. Tommy, what's going on, man? So, uh, just on the, quickly on the Evan Neal stuff, um, I was watching his media availability and he was talking about you know building trust and it just made me think of the old saying you know you know trust is is gained in drops and lost in buckets so uh i'm not as angry as donnie was but didn't love it and whoever as far has been, as, really. Uh, yeah really <laughs> i don't think anyone was as angry as Donnie. maybe rothenberg gave him a run for his money but um as far as how they do this year i really really hope that they pull through and, and don't have like a two or three win season. Cause then all of a sudden the, you know, the quarterback drafting discussion comes up and it, I, I really want him to stick with Danny, you know, as, as tempting as, you know, Drake, uh, Drake may or uh, Caleb Williams might be. I, I don't want, I don't want to deal with that, you know, for the whole off season, you know, wait until April. 
Uh, I, I mean, the, I don't think that the Giants are really sold on Daniel Jones. I think they kind of half-weighed it after last year. They had to give him a contract. He was the best option available to them, so they gave him a contract, which is essentially a two-year deal, hoping that he, he, he continues to prove himself. I don't think he's been the primary issue, but he has been an issue. So if they well, do I mean, have no, a three no matter who year, you put, no matter who you put back there, they're not. Oh, going to absolutely. Be able to stay I, look, I think what you realize is that this team needs to be rebuilt. Like we all mm-hmm. thought that the Giants had 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 short circuited the rebuild because they had this amazing year last year, and now you realize no, that was an, an aberration, and now Thanks, you're you're back to the work of the rebuild. Yeah, you got some more work to do. L is in Jersey. What's up, L? What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on, L? Uh, first and fo- first and foremost, just shout out to Raider Nation and uh, let's fire McDaniel's, please. Can we just can we just fire McDaniel's? I don't I don't know if you guys saw the the clip with the Raider fan yes. out in uh, SoFi. Uh, <laughs> I love it because he was. He was honestly talking about how every single Raider fan out there feels like. But, you know, that's just my little two cents on that. I can say my Raiders season is over with the nail in the coffin. We're done. But I told your producer I wanted to just be a little positive because, you know, I always support out of Jersey, the Jets and the Giants. I think Jets, Giants, man, let's just take it one week at a time. I mean, I think both teams, their schedule going into the first six weeks was going to be tough. And, yeah, Rogers going down is tough. And, yeah, how bad the all-line is for the G-men, yeah, that's tough. And Waller hasn't really been what Waller was with us in the Raiders. But I, there, I, the Giants and the Jets, are, it's not yet old. So I just want to give a little positive message to, to Buddha and to all the guys out there that listen. Man, let's just take it one week at a time and, and see where you guys go. You know, let's see what this week brings and take it one week at a time. Because I can tell you 100%, my Raiders – it's done. So, Holly, one love, guys, and I'll listen. Peace. All right, L. Thanks for checking in. So, stack up them wins, Gordon, one week at a time. Stack them up. That's what you got to do. Yeah, I can, I can see that, right? You're probably better off that way. And, and all hope has now been removed, I think, at least for most of the Giant fans. I think Jet fans have gotten a little boost because of how Zach Wilson played. And, mm-hmm. and maybe there's something to be gained there in the long term if he can show you in the long term. But, right. again, we, we – we looked at the giant situation when the new regime came in and we felt good because, Hey, the rebuild has begun and it kind of got short circuited because of the year you had. So yeah. it feels like you're kind of back at square one. It does. It really does. But it can share. Hey, look, if they go out and beat Miami this week, all of a sudden things will look a whole lot. Oh yeah. The offensive line was better. Daniel Jones did this and that. So um, it, it can, it can change. I like think about how many twists and turns the jet season has had the season yeah, before it started. Super Bowl or bust. Mm-hmm. Four plays in, bust. Mm-hmm. Season's over. We're they're going to win three games all year. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson goes out, plays well for for three quarters against the Chiefs, and hey, they beat the Broncos. You never know. So it, it goes round and round. It does. It does. But I don't see them. I mean, the Giants really have to do something to slow down. I just don't think the Giants offense. are a very good team. Yeah. I don't think That's that the they difference. have a lot of talent. Yeah. Especially on the offensive line, it doesn't look like they have a lot of talent, does and, it? And, and that's another thing, right? They, look, if they get Andrew Thomas back at some point, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen this week. Maybe that can kind of solidify things there. Yeah. Uh, I know it's not what fans are going to want to hear, 
But in the long run, if you're a Giant fan and, and you have aspirations of getting back to the glory days, and the glory days are not, hey, let's win an NFC East every once in a while. It's, it's championships. Yeah. You might be better off having another a down year if you believe in Joe Shane and that he's the right guy. It's going to have to turn around in the draft, and it's not going to turn around overnight. Absolutely right. Richard's in Manhattan. Hi, Richard. Larry Gordon, before I get to Butkus, I, Larry, did you mention last week Phil Sellers died? I did not. Phil Sellers, Gordon, was bigger than Bernard King in college, bigger than Chris Mullen. He led Rutgers to an undefeated season in 76. Uh, they had an all-pro starting team, uh, Eddie Jordan, James mm-hmm. Bailey, Mike Dabney, and Hollis Copeland. Jordan was the leader. He went to Jefferson High School in Brooklyn. He was unbelievable. Unfortunately, I think he was the sixth pick in the draft. He only played 50 games in the NBA. He was a bust. He was, I think he was college player of the year or maybe second in 76. He, uh, he came a little before Dantley and Aguirre. And the NBA wasn't ready for a 6'5 power forward at that time. He didn't have a handle, and that was the problem. Never made it in the NBA, but boy, he was a great college player. Probably he was. the best. Right, Larry? The best yeah, player was. ever out of Rutgers. Probably so, yeah. I'd have in to college. Say so. Player. Yeah. Yeah, bigger than Bernard, bigger than Chris Mullen. Much bigger in college. Uh, as far as Butkus goes. Butkus came out at a 65 draft. You realize, Gales, they drafted Sayers and Butkus. That's a pretty good draft. (laughs) And Joe Namath was in that draft. So that was unbelievable. But you know what's funny, fellas? 63, the Giants played the Bears in the championship game. Great game. Bears won. Tittle got hurt in the game. Right after that, both those teams sunk. They were both terrible until the early 80s. It's a it's unbelievable. So it wasn't just the Giants that fell down. It was the Bears. Even with Butkus, well, Sayers got hurt. But even mm-hmm. with Butkus, I think they went to one playoff round in 70-71, the Bears. That was it, one game they played. He could not lead them. That's how tough the NFL was back then. Man, when you were bad, you didn't rise up at all. You were going to be bad for years and years. The same teams wanted back then. Dallas and Green Bay. Uh, Dal- uh, well, Green Bay passed. But Dallas and uh, Pittsburgh. Steelers. That was it. But Butkus, as great as he was, and he was great. He was the prototype uh, linebacker before LT. But he was he could not lead them. And can you imagine though a draft with those two guys coming out of the same Pissers and uh, and uh, Butkus coming to the bit, and they couldn't do anything for the bit. Even the one year that Pissers was healthy, they couldn't do anything in '65, '66. Those years, they just wouldn't do it. Okay, fellas, always a pleasure. Thank you guys. Thanks for yeah. checking. That's pretty good for your resume, Gordon. Butkus and, and Gail Sayers went back-to-back. They went picks three and four in the first round. The Giants actually had the first pick that year and took a guy by the name of Tucker Fredrickson. Mm-hmm. i, I got to be honest. I don't know anything about him. Giant fans know about Auburn. him. The, mm-hmm. the Niners had the second pick. They took Ken Willard. And these, these guys were Pro Bowl players for them. They just weren't Hall of Fame players. And then Butkus and Gail Sayers and then Craig Morton. He yeah. went uh, five to the Cowboys, so pretty good draft. Joe Namath went twelfth uh, to the, the to the Cardinals. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess maybe he went. I guess he went back to school, or he, no, he signed with the AFL. Mm-hmm. That was before the merger, right? Right. Yeah, he signed with the AFL. I want my money. Yeah. I'm well, signing, look, I'm signing with Sonny. Absolutely <laughs> smart guy.